You're listening to the Julio from New York show 2.0, episode 137. Spam me never. Recorded live on Friday, June 5th, 2020. This here is my audio diaries where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever's on my mind. If this is your cup of tea, by all means, sit back, relax, and unwind. Otherwise, there are a plethora of co- podcasts out there for you to listen to. Today's episode is going to be very much a personal diary, an audio diary, if you will, a retrospective introspection of what's going on and why、uh, the title of this episode is kind of outdated. But more on that when the music stops. And welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm your host, Julio from New York. This is episode 137 Spam Me Never. And、uh, I can't remember the last time I recorded. It was a while ago. It has, I don't think it was a week ago.、Um, but because of that, things go very, very fast in the world. And my title、uh, that I came up with a while ago, but I never got around to recording in the time that I made up the title, is kind of、um, feels like it's out of place. Being as、uh, more important things are going on than what that title is referencing. But anyway, I'll start off the top with what the title is all about. So, in the last episode, I was telling you how I was going to switch my、um, hosting site, if you will. Instead of paying Buzzsprout to host my podcast episodes, I decided I will put it on archive.org for free. Because、uh, archive.org is a free website where you can upload. All your stuff. There's not going to be a limit on how many things I can upload there.、Um, no bandwidth problems in that sense. And、uh, I don't pay anything. I don't make anything of it either. And、um, that's perfectly fine for me. This show is not a money making operation. So I finally finished. But in the middle of uploading my audio files, there was a bit of a road bump. So essentially, My account was flagged as spam because it's been many years since I last used archive.org to upload my episodes. And so when I went over there to upload, I realized I had about 30 episodes,、uh, but that still left a hundred and something episodes left for me to upload. So I had no issues uploading like the first, I want to say, 40 episodes. They went up there with no, no problems whatsoever. But then at some point, I noticed I kept getting an error code, and I didn't really think much of it. I thought maybe it's just the day or whatever. Then the following day, I had the same issue, and I was like, what the hell's going on? But I was busy, so it didn't really click on me that something was amiss until day three when I tried again, and I'm still getting the same error. And I'm like, okay, now something's up. I, I've, I've cleared the history of my website, so I know it's not a cookie cache file issue. It's been many days now, so I know it's not that I.、Uh, I'm getting throttled by bandwidth issues. Let me look cl- more closely, and I realized there was a little click, like more info、uh, link regarding the error code. And I click on it, and I, and I notice, oh, my account has been flagged spam, which was like, okay, that's odd. So I emailed archive.org to explain the situation and why I am not spam. I am actually a person, and these are my own personal files for a podcast that I do on occasion. And、uh, yeah, I'm just putting them up there for、uh, pos- posterity. 
and preservation. And uh, yep, yeah, and that was it. They un they unflagged uh, my account, and I was able to finish the upload. And then I was finally able to go to Buzzsprout, do the rerouting, and demo demote not demote downgrade the account for free to the free version, or uh, at least I won't be paying for it anymore. And, um, and that's that. That's the end of it. So now all my art, all my uh, files are on archive.org. I've already re. Edited. I edited all the uh, show, all the show notes and posts on my webpage, so that the MP3 link um, references the new location, and that's that. Anyways, moving on. So, I always go through these little phases, as um, you're aware, if you listen to the show regularly, where I'm always, always uh, trying to change the wheel, so to speak. And Firefox has always been one of those browsers that I have a uh, an affinity to for because I, I like what it's I like the philosophy behind it. And it's one of the first browsers that I used after uh, Netscape it was no longer a thing. Because I never liked Internet Explorer. Google Chrome wasn't a thing at the time. So Firefox was always been that browser that I used until Chrome came around and it just eventually became the better browser and I started using Chrome. But I don't like uh, Google's tracking of your every move for ad dollars and so i would always try to come back to firefox but then because of some issues with firefox on some websites i would always end up going right back to chrome again because i never chrome has never failed me in any way in terms of surfing the, the navigating the internet but i've been hearing some rumblings uh the firefox has been uh finally it's finally restructured its whole um the foundation of the making of what makes that browser click. And so, you know, it's been stripped, you know, it's been, it, it was torn down and, and rebuilt anew and it's much more stable and better. And also as always, it doesn't track any of your information. It doesn't try to make money off of uh, you using their website, their web browser. I mean, so I've been trying it for about a week now and um, yeah, I am been pleased with my results so far. So Firefox right now is my main default browser unless I need to use Chrome for something. But for the most part, it's just been uh, Firefox. And also, speaking of Gmail uh, or Google, I should say, I've been on the fence about using Gmail as my main email uh, uh, provider. So because uh, I was using ProtonMail for a while, but I'm trying to uh, cut costs wherever I can because... I realize I, I, I don't have the uh, flexibility financially as I as I did when I wasn't paying rent. Paying rent now has definitely, and and uh, paying rent and utilities I should say has definitely made me relook my spending habits, and so which is another reason why I'm using Archive.org for my podcast because if it's not a money making operation, I should try to reduce the cost as much as I can, and those twelve dollars or so a month, you know, adds up. And same thing with ProtonMail. ProtonMail is more of a of an annual subscription, but still, that that's so many a year that I'm saving as well. And uh, you know, Gmail's always been a good. I've never had any issues with Gmail in terms of its uh, service, the, the the quality of the service. But again, having knowing that my email is scanned for everything and getting ads. Now, the one thing about Gmail that, that the reason why I've been using it so much is that I've been using uh, other email apps to see my gmail so for instance on my iphone i use the mail app 
on my computers, I would use uh, Thunderbird or the Mail app, or you know, I would use something else as a buffer to the Gmail um, application or the Gmail website. So I didn't really get as bombarded with those ads as you would if you went to your gmail.com website to look at your email. But um, so anyways, I, I was on the fence trying to see what am I going to do. And also I'm thinking, because um, I'm going to let Dropbox, ex Dropbox expire. Because again, you know, it's $100 a year, 120 now. And I'm trying to cut costs where I can. And I was about to decide, you know, you know what, let me give Microsoft a chance. Because Microsoft 365 is cheaper um, with uh, their storage services. And, and they also add, you know, they also have all, you know, their whole suite of Microsoft applications like Word and um, Excel and all that stuff. But I am, for my show notes, I use Google Docs. It's just easier, it's free, and the integration of Google Docs with WordPress just makes it an easier sell for my show notes. But for everything else, I'm currently using um, Pages, which comes with my Apple products. So that's my word processing application right now. And like I said, it's uh, it's it comes with the product, so there's no cost on that, so that's money saved right there. And I and I'm using iCloud Drive right now as it is, so I figured why not let me use iCloud as my email, because uh, yeah, it's a free email, it's there, it's already an option that I have, I just haven't been utilizing it, and so that's what I'm using now for my email stuff, and um, and and uh, and instead of uh, Microsoft, because Microsoft was was the lead over. Google Drive or Dropbox for my storage purposes. Um, but right now I'm using iCloud Drive. I have plenty of storage there. I'm not nowhere near filling it completely. And I figured, you know what, let's take advantage of this while we can, because again, I'm not paying anything extra than I already am. So might as well use all those services since I have them. So there goes all of that. And uh, speaking of storage, I'm already thinking, I'm on the iPhone upgrade program, as you know. So uh, come September or October, seeing as based on the rumors, the next phone will be out in October, I'll be eligible for the upgrade or I'll, just, or I'll keep paying for the phone I have. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm over the giant phone with the amount of memory I'm paying for. And let me see if I can handle a 64 gigabyte phone. So right now, so I erased my phone. I set it up as new. I've offloaded all the videos that I was storing on it and I wasn't watching. It was just taking up space. And I'm trying to see how well I can handle 64 gigs of space. And so far for a week and a half now, I've been steady at 30 gigabytes. So if I can continue this 30 gigabyte, um, what's the word? This 30 gigabyte pace. <laughs> Words are escaping me right now. But if uh, by, by September, I'm still just using no more than 30 gigabytes on my phone. Um, pattern, that's what I was thinking of, the word pattern. Uh, if I'm still on 30 gigabytes and not going anywhere near that 64 ceiling, then I know I can definitely pay for the, f the, the first line of storage ca capacity availability that they offer. Because every, every year, the first one is always 64 gigabytes, then they go up. And right now I'm on 256 which is the second, is usually the mid-level tier of the phones um, that Apple sells. So if I can um, definitely be below 64 gigs, at 30, if I'm at 30 by the end of uh, the summer, then yeah, that, that will be the price point I go. I'll upgrade and I'll be, I'll be paying less a month 
the following year than I am right now. And that's what I'm trying to do, trying to cut costs wherever I can. Any little thing that uh, adds up. So, uh, so yeah, there goes all my uh, personal things. Now let's move on to what would have been the news chunk, but it really isn't because I'm not referencing any news articles. More of, I heard about a story, I, I kind of have an idea of what happened and I, um, and what my thoughts are on it. So, of course, you know, I'm very, um, I'm very closed in. I've been pretty much self-isolating myself digitally as well as, uh, um, not locally, but, well, you know, I've been social distancing, so I've been quarantining myself. Yeah, there we go. So I've been physically quarantining myself and digitally quarantining myself because I pretty much cut off all social networks from my devices. So I don't really see anything unless I make an effort to do so. And that has been pretty, um, that has been pretty positive for me uh, mentally because I've been uh, just entertaining myself on my free time with, um, well, with what, what comes in the entertainment chunk, my uh, Betty La Fea, and uh, listening to podcasts of comedies, comedy shows, uh, listening to Howard Stern, um, and just reading tech articles about latest gadgets that are coming in or, or some security flaws or whatever, or uh, concepts of possible smartphone ideas and things of that nature. So, so I've been keeping myself um, in a bubble and in good spirits. But occasionally, someone in my life will uh, bring me up to date, up to speed on what's going on. They'll like, I'll get it. I'll get a message like the world's going to going to hell. I'm like, what? And then they reference an article. I go to the article and I see riots. And I'm like, whoa, what? What the hell's what just happened? And then I find out about George Floyd. And I don't see the video, of course, but I keep hearing references to the video. And I have the description of what happened. You know, cop put his knee on him for nine minutes, nine to eight minutes until he until he asphyxiated him and killed him. And uh, people are up, uprage of yet another outright example of police, police brutality on minority folk, particularly or specifically in this case, black people and um, unnecessary use of force and people fighting, uh, you know, for justice and police reform. And then, of course, Trump being Trump and supporting racist, racist agendas and just this, pol this further polarizing of the country and dividing, making it uh, the divide even bigger and making it a black, trying to make it into a black and white issue. And I feel because of what I've been doing and keeping myself in this bubble and not being constantly bombarded with these stories and just constantly reacting to them, I'm able to have a more nuanced, a nuanced um, perspective on it. And I'm able to see it more from a macro, more from a, a macrocosm, meaning that I'm able to like, it's like I'm on the, uh, I'm outside the box looking in and yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing, yeah, what's happened, what happened was racist, but that's not the end of it. That's, that's not the, that's just the beginning. That's the symptom of a much greater, uh, situation that's happening. The police brutality is not a bug in the system. It's a feature. 
they're you know that, that that's that's built in to the cake that's part of the recipe and people have to realize that instead of being very you know being as and and don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not downplaying or minimizing the the travesty or, or tragedy that happened but the thing is you because this is not the first this won't be the first this won't be the last this is constant this is happening all the time and it's just that not as many of them are as not not, not all of them are as documented as this once this was and plain you know made plain and in, 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 in broadcasted nationwide for everyone to see and the thing is um the um what am i trying to say what uh, what i'm trying to say is that it's it's just a symptom of of a bigger root cause and the root cause of course is is class is capitalism and how this is a, this is a class battle between the haves and the have nots and the haves have all the power have all the influence have all the mechanisms in their favor and in order to maintain the status quo they're going to keep trying to make you focus on the smaller picture instead of looking outward and so they want they want you to make it more about racism than okay why is why does this cop feel that he has the right to do that how did he why was he trained that way why with that many um penalties and uh disciplinary reports he continues to do this what was how was you know what what is his environment where where did he gain this perspective where does he live um what's the stuff that he what what is uh, his um what what is his uh what are his influences you 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 just got to keep looking further and further into the thing and and you realize okay so you have people like the Koch brothers and the Murdochs and uh, the five companies that run all the uh all of all of media and they have a perspective that they want to continue to showcase just remember uh when Bernie uh was running they did everything to do a media blackout of him and they kept showcasing Pete Buttigieg who had nothing uh, of worth to say or Joe Biden whenever he had a good moment they made it sound like oh he's already on the rise but they would never show all the giant huge rallies that Bernie uh would do or all the um or or what his platforms were about they would never they wouldn't give you the full detail of his whole platform of unity and trying to get rid of this class structure and trying to make things more socialized and you know give the have-nots more to um to support them and you know finally make the haves pay their fair share into the system that they've quite benefited from and of course let's not forget what happened during uh the beginning of this whole pandemic when things were really collapsing the haves got the bulk of the bailout including the uh, airplane companies who they have a bad business plan in, in that whenever they get a bailout instead of doing what they were told what they were supposed to do which is like give you know pass the money down towards the workers and everything else they would instead buy off uh their stocks to keep their stock value up and give their CEOs and you know corporate executives and whatever their 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 profits and their uh keep their lavish lifestyles going but not really uh stabilize their own economic model so that if another crisis comes again like corona uh they would 
run the risk of falling apart again because they did not have a safety net because they don't they didn't think that they don't they're not they're not they're because they're enabled to to be destructive in that in that sense or be careless or reckless in that sense because they already know or at least they have the understanding that you know when all thing when all else fails government will bail us out and poor people don't have that feeling of entitlement because history has shown that if you're poor and you're screwed you're going to be just screwed even more if something happens if if uh, you know things fall apart you're you're just SOL you're going to you're just going to have to endure it you're going to have to pull up your bootstraps but the rich people they get a golden parachute and so so in order to not be aware of those parts of of the equation that make you focus on these other parts the the smoke and mirrors the distractions of uh, these racist agendas and stuff because that's definitely more well number one it, it sells papers it's it's that's it's scandalous and uh it, it's going to grab attention instead of these nuanced um more cold factual um machinations that are actually happening in the background that's causing that that that, that causes to, that makes the, the the situation ripe for this type of uh, incident to happen. So that's my that's my whole take on 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 the whole dissension in the streets, and and that's why I kind of I sympathize. I understand. You know, I don't necessarily agree with destroying property, but I can't be disgusted with that action because I know I know where it's coming from I, I because I myself am dis, disenchanted and disenfranchised after because once uh, Bernie was was forced to quit due to dirty tricks by the Democratic the DNC because they kept forcing the primaries to happen during the whole corona pri- uh, crisis and knowing that you know social distancing wasn't possible during the ballot lines and then people are, are you know the people that feel like they're, they have to vote no matter what are getting corona because they're in these long ass lines because they've also stripped down how many poll stations were available for voting and so in order for that th- that blood not to be on his hands he he just said okay you know what i quit I, I can't i can't do this to my to my constituents i can't have them risk their lives just to vote for me just to vote me in um because that's just inhumane but the DNC doesn't care about that. They just want to win at all costs. So now you you take the one sliver of hope we had, which was Bernie Sanders, because he was the only person really pushing these ideals of, of uh, the working class finally getting their fair share. You take him out of the picture. And then you have a racist on one end of the spectrum and a, a guy who's friends with racists on the other. And his his um he has nothing to give you in terms of like in his platform he doesn't have any agendas that would help you out of your situation but he does have this to say to you if you don't vote for him then you're not really black like that's what he says to that's what he said on on hot 97 when he was being interviewed by um that guy what's his name napoleon the god or some some name like that and that's just insane i don't i don't understand it but but yeah so you so you have those are your two choices. You have one that's a racist, one that has a history of being friends with racists and is very out of touch with the reality. And he, he yeah, he's just always putting his foot in his mouth with these comments because it, it's obvious he's from, he's a product of the six of living in the sixties. So you have people feeling helpless and feeling like they have no one to turn to, uh, no one um, in their corner except themselves. 
And then you have this other thing happen on top of all of these other things that are happening because you're not being, you're not able to pay your rent. You've lost your job. You're being told that you're not, that you're lazy. You're not doing enough to keep yourself out of this financial disparity and, and, and out of your financial desperation. And then on top of that, you have cops beating on you and killing you. Well, enough is enough. Let me, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. So yes, I understand why that came about. And I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I understand it. And uh, I don't think it's necessarily helpful for the, for the greater cause. But at that point in time, it's, it's emotion. Emotion and logic do not necessarily coincide. They don't necessarily cohabit the same frame of mind. You know, they're, they're very, very much times they're polar, they're in contrast. And this is a perfect example of that. Yeah, obviously, logically, breaking property um, that benefits your society your your neighborhood or whatever isn't helpful in the long run but at that moment in time it's a release it's a cathartic experience you're going through and i totally uh you know understand it and sympathize with with the people who are feeling frustrated and, and felt the need to do something to express their anger because i mean anger is a volatile emotion and sometimes you have to find a a way to express it and at times it's it's destructive so that's that's pretty much all I have else that's all I really have to say regarding all of that. So I'm going to move on to the entertainment chunk, which is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> all right. So I'm still binge watching Betty La Fea. It's a long telenovela. Uh, I have 37 discs, about five a disc. So you're looking at 150 something to 160 episodes. And we're on episode 96 or about 60 more to go, so to speak. And then I'll be done with the show and I'll be able to do other things like exercise and and other stuff that I, I should be doing right with my free time. But anyways, so Apple just released a show called Deer. I think they released it yesterday. And so I found out about it. And of course, I saw, I only saw one episode so far. There's, I don't know how many. I, I did not watch the first episode because that's not who I was interested in watching. I was interested in watching Lin Manuel Miranda. And that was episode two. So I watched it during my breakfast. And it was emotional and sentimental and bitter, and well, not bittersweet, but sweet and touching and all the, all the, all the feelings you expect from like a Walt Disney ish or Apple type of show, I guess. And well, definitely uh, for a character like uh, Lin Manuel, and so up until the whole Nescafe Puerto Rico incident, I had nothing but good feelings about him. Now I'm a little bit mixed, and um, and it, you know what? But he's human, and maybe he, you know, I'm sure the Nescafe thing in his mind, he 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 feels like it is a good thing because it's it's a company trying to invest in Puerto Rico and he's Puerto, he, you know, he identifies with that part of his uh, heritage and he wants to help Puerto Rico, but he's not looking at the bigger picture, which is once again, the shock doctrine, uh, which is what all this is all about. You know, the pandemic and the rich, the corporations benefiting from it. Nescafe is trying to suck up Puerto Rican resources while they're in a moment of desperation for, for anything. They're willing to give whatever they can to get, scraps and and that's what and, and the fact of the matter is Nescafe uh, Puerto Rico is known had had been known in the past 
for their coffee. They 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 have because of the soil, they're they're able to grow really amazing uh, coffee beans. But a lot of people don't really know about Puerto Rico's coffee in in recent times. Um, but they've had a history of being a big and when when Spain owned them for sure, they were that was their biggest export. And when the U.S. owned them for a time, uh, early early days, it was coffee and sugar. Those were the two big exports from Puerto Rico. Yeah, I only and I only learned this recently, actually, because I've never drunk in Puerto Rican coffee, or if I have, I didn't know it, because again, uh, it's not something that's uh, spoken about. But anyways, so Nescafe right now is trying to uh, get some free land or whatever and exploit uh, the tragedy of uh, Hurricane. Um, I forget what the name of the hurricane was. That, that I think it was Hurricane Sandy, but I could be confusing that with the hurricane that that damaged uh, New Jersey many more years before. But the last hurricane that destroyed uh, Puerto Rico's infrastructure, or made it, wor- I mean, they were already in bad situ in a bad situation because of how much uh, they're being oppressed with the governmental policies that the U.S. puts on them. Because it's a colony, it's not a state; they don't have the same rights, and so they are constantly being exploited. And uh, for instance, they can um, they get, ch- I think, like, let's say they. This is a rough example of what I'm trying to say, but let's say they make jeans. So they make the jeans, they export them to the U.S. to sell. But then they have to buy back the jeans as an import, so they're getting they're paying more than the cost it made it cost them to make it. So they're they're essentially getting double dipped on, um, if that made any sense. And um, so yeah, so so that the the country is constantly the colony is constantly being well they call it a commonwealth. That that's the fancier name for it's a colony, but they call it a commonwealth. But anyways, they're constantly being bled dry. And then the hurricane happened, and we didn't give them the funding that, that was owed to them to for the relief. So people are leaving, and businesses are leaving, whatever. So you have this one business that's like, oh, no, no, we'll come in. But, you know, you got to give us a deal. And it's just to have your name on that when you're trying to bring a better life for them. I don't know. I have mixed emotions about it. But anyway, that episode of Deer was pretty nice. I enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's... That's the thing about documentaries and whatnot. There's a bias. People, because it's edited. It, it's, the narration is manipulated in a way to make you feel a certain way. And, of course, it made me feel the way that I've always felt about him pre-Nescafe. But, um, but yeah, so it's, it's well done. That, that's, that's what I'll say about it. If you like these nice, sweet, heartwarming stories of uh, redemption and, I don't know, um, hope, it's, it's a good show to watch. And, of course, as I mentioned already, I'm still binging on the... Uh, the telenovela Betty La Fea. And um, that's uh, that's pretty much all I have on the entertainment chunk and everything else. And I went long thanks to the whole uh, Floyd situation and my thoughts on on Floyd and, and what it means in a, in a greater whole. If you have any questions, comments, what have you, you can always reach me at juliofromny at gmail.com. You can reach me on my webpage, juliofromnewyorkshow.com. Click on the contact section there. And of course, I'm on the Twitters, even though I'm not really, at Julio from NY. So until next time, thank you for listening.